not everyone out there is going to become a client. The Startup Student Podcast, the podcast for students who want to be their own boss, where students and experts from across the world and I, Christine, give you practical advice. We are looking into tips all around starting and marketing your own business, as well as productivity to better balance your student and business life. Turn your idea into reality. I'm your host, Christine. Let's start this episode. Hello, this is Christine, the host of the Startup Student Podcast, and I'm joined by Richard again because we're having the third episode about lead generation. Welcome back, Richard. Thank you, Christine. And hello again to everyone. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> Today, so as usual, I will tell you, listen to the first two episodes if you haven't, but we're going to go a bit more into how to actually find out what potential buyers want and how to talk to them today. So that leads on to the next topic nicely and also summarizes a bit of what we talked about before and gives you some new information. Stay tuned because Richard's going to kick off this topic. Richard, over to you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's very much a patience game because you're not going to engage in with people who are going to want to buy from you straight away. And um, it's also very, that's one thing that's very important to realise. And also, not everyone out there is going to become a client. Not even the mighty Apple sell products to everyone in, in the market for their real wonderful devices. But on the flip side of that, is that the Apple's competition keep them on their guard and stop them becoming complacent. But I think that probably the key to this lead generation, client acquisition, sales growth that I'm involved with is that we have to keep practicing. We have to do this every day and stay in touch with the people that we are looking to engage with because Another important realisation is that anyone who is not a current client is a potential client. So our messaging needs to be friendly, warm and approachable. Maybe it doesn't have to be that all the time. It depends on what the nature of your product or service is. But it has to be something that resonates with the people that we are looking to engage with and convert to clients and i mean you said the right thing not everyone will buy your product however a lot is, is of people and companies are out there that will be potential clients and being prepared for the person that you're speaking to the company that you're speaking to with what is it actually that's in it for them is really important and that's in general when you talk to any potential clients not only if you contact a specific person but even if you talking online or anything so you need to be very clear who you're talking to so that they have actually the feeling that you're talking to them and not just blurping out something <laughs> no that's right i mean it's really important that, that they know exactly what it is you can offer them and for them to then think about whether it's something that they would look to take to work with you on. And jargon is something that's a little bit problematic. So it's best to avoid jargon and be as simple in your messaging as possible. That helps a great deal. Yeah, and that is, again, we can take so many lessons out of the recordings with you in general, not just for lead generation, because 
even if you're giving a presentation or you're talking to anyone about your business at a networking event, jargon and specific terminology might not be known or might be known. <laughs> so you need to know how deep do you need to go into explaining certain things? How how much have do you have to simplify maybe some certain things? Of course, if you for you it's more okay. The person knows the jargon, knows the terminology. So should you know basically the jargon and terminology? If you're speaking to people at a networking event that are not at all in that industry or anything, then you might have to simplify or not use certain words at all. Mm -hmm. Your style and approach, well, our style and approach is, is very important. And messaging how we wish to be viewed by the outside world, again, that's really important. And it's going to vary according to the nature of the product or service. But I would say that the, the clients I'm working with and the people that I'm speaking with on their behalf, they know they know pretty much what it is they're looking for and if if they are looking to switch suppliers then it's keeping companies in their topmost uppermost in their mind so that when, when the right time comes you stand a good chance of progressing and and helping them further on down the line and how do you actually find out <laughs> of course there's a lot of experience there as well but is there specific ways how do you find out what they actually want, what they actually need. Well, uh, there's a natural demand for particular products or services because there there is a contract in place. Some services like insurance are needed or IT support are needed. If the company is looking to re restructure its office or move things around and, and, and create extra space, then that's not such a, it's not a natural demand for that. But it's interesting to ask the question of any company when are you likely to be looking closely at this? And uh, at which point can we speak again and discuss one or two ideas with you? You see, they may have something in the back of their mind, even if it's not something that is compulsory and needed, such as insurance. There might be something in the back of their mind. They may have a building project, for example. And um, it's not gone anywhere because that doesn't know anyone that they can go to help them with that. The design of the layout, the new office format that they're thinking about or design of the building itself. So if I was to have a conversation with them, that project might actually become get accelerated and they may well decide to do it a little bit sooner than they may have done otherwise because I presented them with, a, with an idea that will help them take things forward. There's some stuff, like you also mentioned, is you can do by research. You can see maybe some projects they're working on. I guess you can, uh, these days, it's fairly simple to find out a lot about a specific company or person because there's the internet. There's Then they might have, have, have a newsroom or a news page on their website. They might have a LinkedIn page. They might post something on LinkedIn. So are these the mediums that you use as well? Yes, you're right. And and thanks for pointing that out, Christine. Yes, you certainly pick up little bits of news from, from LinkedIn, but also data research is quite important as well. So you can find companies that are that are expanding. And of course, if they look if they're expanding, then they'll need more space for their teams in the case of a building project or in case of many other services that companies 
buy-in. They may wish to get some extra financial planning expertise or accountancy expertise on board or need some help with their with, with the financial management and, and, and the people they have in place at the moment may not be able to assist them with that. But all sorts of different things. I think the key is to ask well, when might be a good idea to discuss ideas once they've opened up about any potential projects. That's that's really good. And by keeping the conversation open, you then have the opportunity to go back later, another time when they might be looking. I mean, I think the, the main objective of a, a very early stage conversation is to keep them on your contact list. So do you usually ask, oh, can I contact you again in the future? Or, or you're just saying, okay, we will stay up to date and I will see what's happening. Or you just <laughs> contacted thing without warning, let's say again. <laughs> no, you, you, it's good to get a potential date. And then when you're reading back to, to, to um, mention the refreshing contact with them. And then, of course, if you've got regular updates on the newsletter, many clients I'm working with have a, a newsletter that, that gets sent out or blogs that can then be repackaged re as email shots or bulletins, just to keep the name of the business that I'm representing in, a, in the mind of the clients I'm speaking with. I see. And so... We mentioned that before, but how do you actually keep track of all of this? <laughs> I imagine oh. you don't speak to five people a month. <laughs> so how do you keep track of who to contact, when, how, what have you discussed before? It is a, a very useful. And they, depending on the, the, who the client I'm working with as to whether they have a, a CRM system in place, in which case I use that, or I might use a, a spreadsheet. They still have their use and they're very effective, but also... We put reminders in the calendar as well for, for calling back. But yeah, there, there's a, I think the CRM is, is the way forward in many cases. Well, just think about the, the approach and just relax into it, I think, and, and practice each day on speaking with people, engaging conversations, because it's the conversations that, that help generate new opportunities for all of us. If you've got a good idea and a great proposition, have conversations about it. Because you, you are then going to find new clients, no question, no doubt, you will find new clients. And the clients that come on board, there could be a pattern as the type of people they are, the type of business, the company they run and the size of the company. And then from that, you can grow and expand and focus your efforts on similar businesses of that type over future years. But it takes a while to get to that stage. But at least by making a start and doing some activity every day puts you in a good place. I think that's the thing. It's like really keep going. I think self-motivation is a, a big thing in this kind of business yeah. to accept the no. We talked about that. And yeah. also just keep the conversation going. This is like a long-term relationship that you're building probably, not yeah. just, oh, you call and then hey, let's do yeah. something together. A no isn't necessary a no not at all it's um, a no call me back later is generally what the no means but what isn't 100% known is when later might be I mean a no is not an immediate no it's just a no probably not in this moment <laughs> and we all have competing priorities going on and, and to focus on 
something new that we're presented with, it's a big ask to think that, that the people we're engaging with are, are ready to, to go ahead straight away. And uh, and in, if you're reaching out by phone, I, of, I often get asked, when when is the right time to call? Well, there is no right time of day. There is no right day of the week. And there is no right month of the year. Because if we focus on practicing our approach and marketing our products and services, then if we're going to be doing it every day, then we need to be doing it every day and not worry about the clock or the calendar. The right day of the week is probably not the weekend. <laughs> oh, the weekends only... are not. No. Let's exclude the weekend and yeah. Christmas Day. Yeah, <laughs> and any other religious holidays or any other holidays for that matter. Yeah, but in okay, general... there is a seasonal pattern, Christine and everyone. There is a, definitely a seasonal pattern, but at the same point, there, there are always people at work in premise that we can speak with. That is true. Any final things for this episode before we actually wrap this one up? Well, what you said earlier, Christy, is absolutely spot on. You've got to keep going because, I, you know, there's um, a level of investment that's been made. You know, anyone who's, who's promoting a service, they've invested time and money and energy into becoming an expert in their field. And they've invested time, money and energy into the product or service that they're offering. That's pretty much, that's the hardest bit. The next bit is to create some kind of way of making yourself slightly different from other people which will attract the right type of client and keep going yeah and we will keep going with another episode soon <laughs> if you yes. do wish to get in contact with richard you will find the details on creativestartupacademy.com slash podcast as usual where you find all the info for all the episodes for now Thank you very much, Richard. And I'm looking forward to record the next episode with you, which will be all about keeping in touch, which we already touched on today. <laughs> thank you, yeah. Richard. Thank you, Christina. And thank you, everyone, for listening. That was it. Thanks for tuning in. And just to let you know, there's a free 30-day Kickstart Your Business Challenge available on my website, creativestartupacademy.com slash kickstart. And it turns your business idea into reality in just 30 days. And if you could leave a review for this podcast, please, please, please do so because it will help me with my ranking. Thanks so much. I'm looking forward to talking to you next time. Bye-bye.